Welcome back to DPT to CEO, the podcast where I, Dr. Morgan Meese, PT, owner of The Well Physio, a cash-based physical therapy practice I started in 2019, share with you as much as I can on how to successfully start, launch, and grow your own solo practice. Whether you're brand new and just thinking about getting started, or whether you're currently working with a full caseload of your very own patients, this podcast is for you. And of course, if you'd like more help, you can find all the resources on my website at morganmeese.com and connect with me on Instagram at Dr. Morgan Meese. If you're ready, let's dive in. Welcome back to another video uh, here on the channel. Thank you so much for being here and definitely check out the links down below in the description. I always forget to mention these. If you are a therapist or somebody in healthcare who's looking for help with growing your own private practice um, and working directly with patients either in person or online, please check out more information um, on my website at morganmeese.com and I also offer uh, digital marketing services for health Healthcare practices and small businesses who want to grow their practices um, with digital marketing. So uh, in today's video, we are going to be talking about why marketing is not your problem. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Morgan and I'm a physical therapist and I started my own private practice in 2019. Since then, I have continued to work with patients privately in my cash practice, working with them in my garage gym, at gyms, um, doing mobile, so going into their homes and online and I also developed a business coaching program called DPT to CEO and now I also have kind of like a tiny digital marketing agency and I build websites and do content marketing for other practices so kind of like the full gamut of things and so I think it's safe to say that I have like a little bit of experience with marketing and what is going to help businesses initially grow and initially get the kick that they need um, in order to start seeing new customers and I wanted to bring this up because I feel like whenever I have come across uh, people other business owners who are kind of like struggling to find their next clients or they just feel like they're not really getting any bites the first thing that always comes up without fail is like marketing I just need better marketing and then everything will be fixed that kind of thinking like if only I had this, then it'll be great, is something that I myself am trying really hard to kind of uh, put out of my mind because I want to focus a little bit more on the here and now and stop trying to look for like the grass being always greener somewhere else, but trying to make the most out of what I have available to me now. So that's one thing with that, but it's almost like this like false sense of if only I'd like did more marketing then everything would be fixed and marketing is such a big term and it encompasses so many things from like basic principles and foundations to like all the different tools that you could possibly use both online and in person that just saying do better marketing um, is not really going to help get you anywhere maybe it's a good place to start but ultimately like you need to look at what in your entire sales process from getting leads to signing on a new client 
to re-signing them, to getting them to give you a testimonial, to getting them to sending you new people, to coming back later on, maybe like a year later. Like where in that entire lifespan are things breaking down and why? Because marketing might be involved and marketing might not. It might be more of a sales problem too. So in today's video, I wanted to talk about kind of like the, the top three things that I would say at least like come to mind when I hear this where like somebody says that they are having trouble getting patients to stay pay and commit um, to their plan of care they're having trouble converting leads or like potential people into clients or they just don't have leads at all so I wanted to talk about a few reasons why those things might be happening okay so let's talk about the first thing being you're having trouble converting a lead or somebody who is potentially interested into a paying client it seems like you're you know like people are making inquiries they're calling they're emailing but you're having a hard time actually getting people onto caseload and um, bring customers so one thing that I know was definitely hard for me at the beginning was I always wanted to make sure that I was giving people enough options to show like look how flexible I am <laughs> I can help you you know in, in any way um, because I really just want you you know to feel better and so I would put out a whole buffet of options kind of like um, you know those restaurants that have like 13 page menus <laughs> and it was just too many things it was too overwhelming and so it was a little bit difficult to even like understand where to go from there and so when I would lay out all those options on the table for my potential patient they would end up saying things like you know let me think about it I'll get back to you I'll call you later I need to talk to my spouse or whoever and I'll let you know you know and I think those are all just really nice ways you know nine times out of ten really nice ways of saying this is too much and I don't really understand you know and because of that it doesn't feel like the right thing for me right now you know it has nothing to do with like you personally that's a big hurdle <laughs> to get past um, when it comes to sales but it's too confusing and if it's too much then the person is not going to stay just because it's it's stressful you know and they're not there to be stressed out um one thing that i always uh, coach practice owners on is whenever you do your evaluation you do your initial consult with the person based on everything that they have going on your objective is to one figure out if they're a good fit for you you know and you think you're a good fit for them and two, prescribe them the best plan that you think will solve their problem. Like, top tier plan. You know, this is what I really think is going to solve your problem. I'd like to see you once a week for four weeks. What do you think? Instead of saying like things I used to say would be like, well, I usually see people once a week, but I could see you every other week, or I could see you twice a week for a half hour, or maybe I could see you once right now and then once in a month and we do other things online and it completely derails <laughs> and it just ends up being so messy. So that would be the first thing is like the offer itself. Here's what I would like to prescribe to you. Here's what I want to offer you in order to help fix your problem. The one thing, in very rare cases, maybe it's one of two things, but that's kind of it. If you ask somebody to choose between like three or more offers all at one time, very rarely will somebody actually like that and like those options. So err on the side of, for most people, it's too overwhelming. So two or less choices, best, one choice, yes or no. <laughs> and then kind of like the other side of that is the same thing with pricing. Um, it's really common for us to say, you know, like I charge $100 for a session, but if you buy four, then they're $90. Or if you buy eight, then they're 
uh, $80, but if you buy 12, then there's $70. Or if you want to pay for like half now, you can pay for half later. And it just is like a ton of word vomit and just again, like too many options. And I go over a lot of the stuff in the sales training and my DPT to CEO program on like step by step by step by step how to, how to have a sales conversation so that it's easy for you to understand and it's also easy for your patient to understand. Like from all of that, what I would say is you need to make sure that the offer that's on the table is ideally one thing and it costs one price. You know, maybe you have uh, package rates as well, but you always want to get the buy-in first on the offer and then you can discuss pricing after. And it needs to be very concise and simple just like that, um, because if there's too many options, it will result in somebody saying, um, let me talk to my spouse, I need to think about it, I'll let you know, most of the time. That's like tip number one. Tip number two is if somebody does say, I need to think about it or check something, totally fair. You know, I've said that plenty of times myself. And so like my pro tip and the advice that I give, because I know that I wanna make sure that my sales process and also just like my like delivery of care to the potential patient, everything is efficient and that my business runs efficiently. I never leave a conversation with somebody saying, you know, like they say, I'll let you know. You, I don't like that. Like if they seem like it, it would be a good fit and they are interested and they need to check on whatever it is, my best recommendation is to always set up a follow-up call with them um, or follow-up meeting, a day and time. You never leave the initial meeting without setting up a specific day and time to follow up with them. And the reason for that is because there is a set point where a decision is going to be made, whether it's working together or not, either way, totally fine. But both you and the potential client need to know what is happening moving forward. If you leave like these open ends, it adds a lot of stress onto you. The other person might, it might be weighing on their mind as well. It makes it hard for you to figure out like how many new patients you can take because you're not sure if this person is going to be working with you or not. So it needs to be clear and finite what is going to happen. And then that way, when it comes to that follow-up conversation, if the client cancels, you know where they stand, they don't show up, you know where they stand, you know, asterisk in most cases. If they do show up, you have the opportunity to have a discussion with them. Even if it means you guys aren't going to move forward together, you can help point them in the right direction and be of service. And then, you know, like in on your like back end in your CRM, you can note that, you know, they decided not right now, but I'll follow up with them in the future. So it just, it makes it really clear. And speaking of follow up, that might also be another reason why you are feeling like your initial conversations, you're just having trouble converting leads into patients is because you have zero follow-up. Because I think, like I'm just thinking about when I, when I first started, when somebody would tell me no, or I'll need to think about it, and then I wouldn't hear back from them, I just like didn't really think past that. And so what I want to encourage you to do is to think about the next opportunity that you have to touch base with that person. And that is how you start to develop your follow-up process. So, you know, maybe you have an initial conversation, a follow-up conversation, they say not right now, cool. 
make a note to follow up with them in a couple of months and then again and again and again um because most people you come across are not going to be like yes absolutely sign me up let's do this right now most people you talk to there's going to be some time period between when you first talk to them to setting up the initial appointment and so what i really want you to know and what i wish i had internalized earlier on is that just because somebody is a no right now doesn't mean that they are a no forever it's more of a not right now versus like a hard no so if you put in the effort to follow up with them you know and they were a good fit originally and they just had stuff going on there's a fair chance that they might be a yes in the future but if you don't follow up with them then you know like they already have a ton of stuff going on so if you can take that little bit of burden from them and make a point to check in with them, they're much more likely to work with you in the future because you are putting the effort in to continue to build that relationship. So those are kind of like the big things that come up off the top of my head when it comes to having trouble converting like leads to patients, you know, and if you can really get those things squared away, we can always dive into more granular things after that. Number two, patients don't stick around. So they might, this might mean like they come for eval, maybe a follow up, and then they kind of just fall off the wagon. And this is something that I remember I tried to fix originally by creating different offers. So offering like a monthly thing rather than like a per session thing. I've worked with patients in both capacities and both can be good options. But what I really learned and what I really appreciated um, learning from Danny Ute is that like sometimes if people don't stick around or even sign up, it's not necessarily that like you could have done like a different offer or a different way of doing things. It just might not be clear enough or you know, you didn't necessarily do a good enough job discussing with them why it's really important for them to solve this problem right now and how fixing the problem will impact their life. Um, you know, both short-term and long-term. Connecting the entire conversation within, in, within an evaluation back to how does this directly impact this person's life and why is it important is really key, I think, in order to get the buy-in. You, you know, you know as much as I do, it can be really hard to motivate yourself to do most things. And so if you don't see how like taking an action, doing physical therapy, for example, connects directly to like goals or desires that you have down the road, it's hard to stay motivated with that. So it's really important when you are talking to a patient on eval, you figure out um, their motivation for being there and what they ultimately want to do and craft the offer that will work best for them. So nothing fancy, nothing crazy. Discounting your prices is not really going to change things too much. The pathway for that patient to get to the solution and fix their problem needs to be clear and it needs to be connected to something that's important to them. So those are a couple of things that uh, can really help with keeping patients and going along with that, making sure to check in with them on the progress that they're making at every appointment if you can. And comparing week to week or month to month, 
what kind of progress they're making. That I have definitely seen with my patients has been one of the most motivating factors. So if you can keep track of things, and better yet, if you can make a graph <laughs> to show um, the increase in or decrease in metrics that you guys are tracking, that visual can be really, really powerful for the patient. The last thing that I did want to mention with a patient not sticking around, you know, and this could even come up with a lead not becoming a patient, is just the fact that they might not be a good fit. And that's something that I think was harder for me to realize at the beginning. And, you know, it's still something that I have to kind of like coach myself through. But, you know, you might meet a person who's interested in working with you and you meet with them and either you are really not vibing with them, they do not like what you have going on, it's hard to communicate, uh, just like something is not matching up and it's going to happen. Not every single person you talk to is going to work with you um, and that's okay because I know at least for me and like most of the people um, you know watching this video you're probably a single uh, person practice owner or small practice owner and if you were to take on every single person who ever came your way your caseload would be bananas. It's more important to slowly build your caseload and your practice with people who are a good fit on both sides of the equation rather than trying to get everybody in. So when you come across somebody who doesn't convert or stay for whatever reason, maybe they just weren't a good fit and that's okay. So I want to put that out there uh, just in case nobody's told you that. And lastly, if you are a practice owner and you're not getting any leads at all, at all or they're you know far and few between one thing i would really encourage you to do is look at your messaging and really analyze whether it's clear what problem you solve and for what group of people if that is not clear people are not going to seek out your services and they're not going to refer people to you because they just don't know and I see this most often with therapists who want to work with adults and do like general ortho. If you, and it, it'll come in the form of like, I do like orthopedics, musculoskeletal stuff, but also vestibular and neuro and work with kids. And it just kind of like everything that a general like outpatient ortho clinic might do. It's really hard to figure out who you are the person for. Okay. Quick disclaimer, you might notice that I look different, um, I'm wearing different clothes and it is because I finished recording the other part of this video a couple weeks ago um, and my camera had died so here we are again. Anyways, <laughs> um, the last part of the video that I was talking about was about how like if you're just not getting any leads, you feel like there's no traction, it's just kind of crickets and nobody is really contacting you and you're having trouble finding any patients, a big part of that might just be that your messaging is not clear. The thing that I always try to tell my clients that I work with, the practice owners, and just like business in general, like you, if you're working for yourself, you're working on your own, or you're really just getting started and you have, you know, plans to grow your company, you have to become like that guy. If people don't know you as that guy, you're gonna have a really hard time attracting referrals and even attracting patients in the first place because they aren't really sure what it is that you do or who you help. So 
it has to be clear enough where like if somebody were to come to me with a particular problem i would think oh yeah like you know let me contact xyz person or let me put you in contact with them because i know that they are the person that deals with this <laughs> um and would be able to help you so like example if somebody were to contact my practice and they are a runner or they're trying to run a marathon or trying to do anything running related while i can probably help them i'm not the expert in running and i think that um somebody who is more of an expert would serve them better so like my husband kyle he really likes to work with runners and that's kind of like his niche and he would be able to if he wanted to he's kind of just doing this part-time right now but if he wanted to build a caseload he would go specifically after the running niche and he would become like the running pt in this area he would become that guy so if you if you find that there is just kind of like like i said like crickets confusion you don't have any leads and you know or you're like oh i've started my practice and people are just kind of like okay cool um there needs to be like a lot more thought i think put into your messaging and more specific information but out of those three things if you are having trouble finding leads, if you are having trouble converting leads into patients, or if you're having trouble um, getting those patients to stick around, it is most likely related to some kind of messaging thing. You're really just not a good fit. It could be a sales problem or like it's really just there's not a lot of clarity around like the situation, the options that are available and what the potential outcome could be. So I think like overall like the biggest message that I wanted to put out there with this video is that just saying I need to get better at marketing is not going to magically fix all of your problems or saying like do more marketing because that means nothing. <laughs> there has to be like a lot more thought put into where the breakdown is and what uh, potential like issues or barriers there could be and then you tackle those rather than just saying I need to do more marketing or if my marketing were better then you know my practice would be thriving which like it could be but I want to encourage you to think deeper than that and look at it from multiple different perspectives and all the different like stages of your sales process and what could potentially be happening. So hopefully that all makes sense. Um, really appreciate you guys taking the time to watch this video and thank you for your understanding in the two different like clips <laughs> being put together. This is what it looks like to put something out there that is not perfect, but it is mostly done. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. So please leave a comment down below and please make sure to check out my website at morganmeese.com. You'll be able to find a bunch of free resources there, courses, coaching, all of my digital marketing services. And new thing, if you'd like to, you can buy me a coffee if you appreciate the content, which you can find the link in the description below um, and at the bottom of my website. So I will plan to see you on the next one.
that's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening. As always, I am honored to be a part of this community of healthcare entrepreneurs, and it is my hope that by sharing and spreading stories, advice, and knowledge to people just like you who want something more, it will inspire you to create the life and career that you dream of. If this sounds like you and you're ready to get your business off the ground, please find me on my website at morganmeese.com or on Instagram at drmorganmeese. Who do you want to hear from next? Or would you like to be featured on this series? Have an idea for a topic that hasn't been covered yet? Please email me at morgan at thewellphysio.com.